This is your morning routine. Put some respect on my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Captain J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shane, we got Johnny, we got you for a three-hour ride. We'll open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. Good morning, Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for watching the show and all the shows here on ESPN Chicago. And Cap, you know, it is... If I'm Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Bears, and we're going to have Shadow No Shot coming up at 8 o'clock, but I just want to point this out. And I think we were saying this in Indianapolis before we had Ryan Poles on. I said that if I'm the general manager for the Bears, I want to do everything I can to impress. Impress George McCaskey, impress the Bears by saying, hey, I'm in, in this chair. You have trusted me to be able to shepherd this new era of Chicago Bears football. Man, I'm going to do whatever I can to be able to make a splash. But, if, but after talking to Poles and as as calm and as reserved as he was and very forthright with the answers that he gave us, it's almost like he's in a golden hammock with the Chicago Bears where it's like, yeah, I got five years. If we do well, they'll tack on years, but we're going to do this, quote unquote, the right way. I just know me, man, hey, they're going to put you in the morning. Morning? Oh, God. Good morning. Welcome. And that would be me, right? Because I don't want to just slumber in just like, well, I got the position now. Let me slowly morning, deal Jeff. with the little sports. How are you? Yeah, okay. no. Good morning. How are you? Uh, Kaplan, uh, Hood, uh, on a, a Friday morning. Like I, I, You would say, this guy awake? What's going on there, right? Right. No, no. I mean, they've given me this opportunity, this great opportunity, right? This valuable real estate working with you in the morning. And so, obviously, every moment, every segment, I'm not going to take for granted. So, the same thing with polls. I think if I'm in that position, maybe I'd be too jumpy. I want to be able to do what I can. Like, hey, they want me to be able to turn this franchise around. Well, here I go. But maybe polls sees a bigger picture down the road. This is his legacy. Truly. When they write the Wikipedia 10 years from now, Ryan Poles, executive VP, Chicago Bears, general manager, blah, 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 has presided over two Super Bowl winners, da, 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 drafted X number of Pro Bowl and all pro players. It will all start now. And so my question to you, Shay and I have, you know, debated this for a long time. I want him to build it the right way, not the fastest way. And what does that mean, the right way? I want him to fix the O-line, the D-line. Yeah, you need receivers, you need all of that. But I don't care how many games they win next year. I truly don't. You say that on March 10th. Yeah, you keep telling me I'll have you know my blood pressure up when they have lost four in a row in October. Well, Cap, I know you. And the audience knows you, too. It depends how they're getting there. Stop. Stop. You're a Bears fan like I, like I am. We're Meatball Bears fans. Even though we understand the process, we still don't like the way the Bears lose games at times. We just went through this this past season. You and I knew what the season was. Yes. When others were telling us eight, nine wins, you and I were saying, yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. They will underachieve. And when they start plucking away at the veteran players and they left you with Mar- Smith-Marset and St. Brown and, and, and a whole bunch of no-names on the defensive line, you and I knew what was going on. It still didn't stop you from being upset and disappointed. Yeah, because I, I like my team to win, and it's a lot more fun yeah. to A, do this show, and B, I was doing the post-game show. A lot more fun to come on, Bears lose, 49-29. Yeah, whatever. But if I said to you, the lion's share of the draft capital he gets in this massive trade or multiple trades is in 24 and 25. Yeah, he got some 
draft capital this year. They picked up a compensatory seventh-round pick yet, uh, yesterday as well. He makes those deals. They finished 6-11. and 11. Justin played better. Boy, we just we got to get these kids some seasoning. Because you're going to drop 21-year-old kids up against men. Yep. Men. It's different. It's totally different. If you told me at the end of the year, wow, Justin took another step. Yeah, they lost some tough games. They had some injury. They went 6-11. and 11, But they got three picks in the first round. Sign me up. Rather than, wow, they actually got to 8-9 and nine or 9-8. Nine and eight. Didn't make the playoffs. Didn't make a run. But boy, they traded for DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to be 33. Looks like he's slowing down. No. Playoffs? I want the other one. I want him, if it takes him two years, two more years, and I look and go, wow, we've got this young top five offensive line. Wow. Their defensive front seven looks really, really good. Boy, we're get the best corner in free agency two years from now. Wow. Looks like we've got this thing rolling. I will keep my blood pressure in check. Well, no, that that last part is just not true. Uh, so we'll just we'll strike that from the record. That's not happening. Brought to you by Aiken Law. We'll strike that from the record. Three one two six million for the great Howard. Yeah, so side my ball, yeah. and we'll strike that from the record, Your Honor. Correct. Um, so there is a big difference between being a bad franchise and rebuilding. There was a time where we saw rebuilds, but that was during the times where newspapers were relevant, like before the online, before the internet cap. There was a leisurely pace mm-hmm. about life, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You got your five or six channels. You got your newspaper. You got your country time lemonade on the porch, and you're just spending time with the family. You know, just playing uh, board games and going on, going for long drives. Life was simpler back then. Ah, the Bears didn't win. Ah, we'll get them next year. But you know, in 2023, especially when the Bears are over our shoulders on these big screen TVs every day, and people are wondering about the Bears every day, the pressure's on. What you're talking about is you're okay waiting a couple of years for the Bears to get to where they need to be. And I understand that, too. I got that perspective. But you know that the pressure's on. That's why I, that's why I opened the show the way I did, talking about how polls do you jump in with both feet. Like, oh, I'm the general manager. I need to do something. I need to do something with my hands. <laughs> you know, I got I to gotta be able to try. Because we're guys, right? We want to be able to build something up. Right. It's like when we were kids, building up Legos just to tear it down and build something else, right? Same thing with that Ryan Poles. You want to build something. So we're, you're talking about a leisurely pace where it's like, yeah, you know what? And they kick, take a couple of years, a couple of draft picks, kick a couple of draft picks down the road. But what do you think the general audience thinks about that? They want it yesterday, Cap. When, when, but you and I have the perspective of saying 23, after the 23 season, don't expect a lot. But 24 and 25, now you should be talking about the playoffs. Correct. But does everyone have that perspective? I don't think they do. Well, our friend Justin, who calls from Dallas, does not. Right. And he speaks for a lot of fans. I want to win. I'm tired of this. I don't want them to trade big-time draft capital to get a 32-year-old wide receiver. I don't. I get it. I want a young, lean, mean football team. And if that means I got to wait another year before I feel like hmm, roster looks a lot better, I'm okay with that. Can't wait. I can't. We get out of here, Bart. No one's talking about the Jets. I, I just I think that the Lovey Smith era was very similar to that too, wasn't it? Camp hamstring when everyone got hurt. Remember that first year? Yeah. Because he says, "I want you guys to be lean and mean." As we know that Alex Brown story very well, don't we? Alex Brown is on. His wife is from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Carrie. Yes. And they're in Puerto Rico visiting her family, and they're on the beach. And Alex has a corona in his hand, and his cell phone rings. Hello? Yellow. Alex, Coach Lovey Smith, your new head coach. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm great. Welcome and good to be with you. What do you weigh? I'm at 280 right now, Coach. 280. Mm-hmm. I need you at 260 in a month when we get to minicamp. Excuse me? They just fattened me up mm-hmm. because Dick Duran wanted, like, Ted Washington yeah. and Keith Trailer. Yes. Like, he wanted big, fat guys. Yeah. Some run stoppers. And he said, yeah. no, no, no. 
I need you at 260 when you get here. Mm-hmm. Alex said he literally said, okay, coach, I'll be there. Hangs up the phone, sets the beer down, says to one of his sons, let's go for a run. Put the beer down and started running that day and lost. He said, I wasn't quite at 260 when camp started, minicamp, but I got there. Mm-hmm. He's yes. in great shape to this day. And so I guess we tell that story just to say, you know, when the Bears want to start over, they knew that when Lovey got the job, he says, okay, we're going to be a strong defensive team, but we're going to be fast, sideline to sideline. We want to be the team to be as fast as Erlacher, sideline to sideline, right? Because you want to be able to have that speed. You want to be able to knock the ball out. So at that point, I can remember a reimagining of the Bears. But now, in this iteration of the Bears cap with Ryan Poles, now you just said the possibility of the Bears being able to get picks. You said 24 and 25? 24 and 25. And that's uh, first round picks? First round picks. So if let's assume it's Carolina. Yeah. Some people think it's Carolina. Mm-hmm. Let's just random. It's Carolina. We want the number one pick. We'll give you number nine this year. And then we'll give you our 24 and 25 first round picks. Mm-hmm. Well, you're kicking the can down the road now. Because all of a sudden you're not picking at one. You're picking at nine. You're still going to get a really good player. Mm-hmm. Let's say they gave you their second round pick too. Okay. Get another very good player. But you're getting two first-rounders that are not going to impact this year's team. I'm okay with that. Because next year's draft is believed to be stronger, certainly at the quarterback position. So if Justin doesn't play well, hmm, I've got the draft capital to go get what I need to get if I'm not picking at the top of the draft. Cap, all I'm telling you is that this is a different time than it was 30, 30, 40 years ago. Where the Bears fan, the average Bear fan, says, "Well, it's not going to be this year. It's going to be next year, somewhere down the line." Do not try to outsmart the room, or as I say, outdumb the room by thinking that for sure when we get to the draft next year, we'll be able to get the players that we want. You I, maybe there is a projection at House Hall where they know what they want to do next year mm-hmm. and positions they want. I, I maybe there is. All I know is that you're in the here and now, and you should do something about it by getting the best draft capital possible. This, I mean, I don't know what deal that they're going to have for that first-round pick, but it's something that they have to think about because I believe in incremental success. Kicking the can down the road is the Cubs over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the White Sox over the years. Like, uh, you know what? If we're just uh, around five hundred, they'll still come through. You know, we don't have to worry. With the with the Bears, you get you. I think to the average Bears fan, kicking the can down the road means do you really care? And I I believe that they do. But just to the average nine to fiver, that just says, "Is my team getting better or not?" Correct. That's a. That's, I mean, that's a big deal. I just am not sure people are willing to still admit to themselves just how bad this roster is. Well, we were close against Philly. Well, we were close well. against. No, it's a bad, bad team. I, after sitting with Ryan Poles, yeah. I really like that dude. I understand, Cap, but I just, but I, I want to make sure I'm hammering this point home. In 2023, it is very difficult to tell the average Bears fan, don't worry about it. Just preach patience. If we get picks down the road, we'll be fine. It's a different era, man. There's pressure on the Bears every day from television. There is. And on this station. Correct. To get better yesterday. Correct. But I think people will buy in like they did with the Cubs if they see, oh, you know what? I do see the framework of the house starting to go up. Yeah. Yeah, I do. But you, but it better pay off, though, Cap. Oh, there better be a payout. Like, White Sox fans are still waiting. Hold on a second. You traded Sale and Katana and Eaton and this one and that one. And they haven't got their payoff. But if you get your payoff, you'll look back and go, that sucked for about three years. But boy, oh boy, are we good now. So, sounds like Ryan Poles is kicking the can down the road. Do you have the patience for a multi-year rebuild? So, let's open the phone lines on this. Cap and I gave our thoughts. What about you? 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. We're testing your patience this morning, not because you're on the roads, but because of the Bears. Do you have the patience for a multi-year rebuild with this Chicago Bears team? Right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. 
And welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Don't forget, we got Rick Hahn coming up in an hour from now, the general manager of the White Sox. At this time every day, we give you a shot or no shot. It's brought to you by $2. Club Hawthorne win $400 in NCAA tournament bets at Kentucky Derby bets while enjoying. Four dollar Sam Adams beers. Details at HawthorneBettingBars.com. We say good morning to Snorling. Good morning, boys. Happy Friday. Bernie's Book Bank. Excited about the weekend. Just paid my fine. Oh my God. You're not on TV anymore. You don't have McGuffey to turn your mic on. He doesn't. What's the matter with you? He wasn't real good at that. <laughs> Just a second. Oh my God. Love Ryan, but he was not good. <laughs> not good at turning your mic on. Right. All right. Uh, yes, I, we are ready for the weekend because you know what that means? More college basketball. Plenty. Plenty. I'll be at the Big Ten tournament all day. Today. After uh, after we're done here, I have to record something at the station. I'm filling in for Carmen on Odds Couples with Mike North. And then oh, no. I'm headed over to the Big Ten tournament for the rest of my day. And that's actually where I want to start, Shadow No Shot, because it's near and dear to my heart. Hey, you sure you're ready for this? Working with North? Jimmy! Hey! Hey! Snarling! What's the last name? Norling? What kind of name is that? <laughs> know what I mean? That happened four weeks ago when know I was I mean? in producing. <laughs> hey! We already had that show. You some kind of Nordic? I'm just asking you. Hug a Snorling. Day. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. That happened four weeks ago when I filled in producing that show. Oh, my God. What kind of name is Norling? What kind of name is Norling? B? What kind of name is Norling? <laughs> know what I mean? And then the Shay on the front. You know what I mean? Right. Me, very, very uh, calm, welcoming in Jim Miller. Jimmy! Oh, my God. Every time. Brother. All right. Okay. I want to start with the Big Ten Tournament. <laughs> Hoodie, this is near and dear to me. You and I have talked about this off the air. Today is finally the top four seeds uh, are going to play. We're finally there where the good teams show up to the Big Ten Tourney. <laughs> that includes my Michigan State Spartans, who I've openly loathed this season. But I did place a bet on them to win the Big Ten Tournament. Shot or no shot, I need help. Well, that is a shot. The idea that he's in cap, we can't even turn a corner without him railing on Izzo, railing on Michigan State. He has him to win the tournament. Now, listen, the conventional wisdom is you turn it, you get your new calendar, put it up on the wall, January, February. Hmm, Izzo. Correct. It's March. It's March. It's Izzo's month. But he, but uh, how odd is it for him to just rail against him? Even you said, stop, enough. Leave Izzo alone. Correct. He'll figure it out. And now he t- has him to win the Big Ten. What's wrong with him? He's Why? Not, you just figuring this out? He has issues. I would say yes, he has an issue. Yes. What would you say? He has an issue. Shay. No. What, I, I, I just don't understand. You lay in the four? Yes. But what? But again, why were you, you've, you've never been this mad at a Michigan State team. But yet you are a bet on it. But you know what it is? Is the big? There's no guards in the Big Ten. All these Big Ten teams win with weird bigs and stuff. That's not, it's not sustainable in the Big Ten tournament. You got to be able to shoot the three, and you got to be able to have good guards. And Michigan State can do both of those things on a good day. So all I need is them to string three good days together. I think the glass slipper ends for Ohio State this afternoon. Yeah, I think they go down. They almost blew the game to Wisconsin. I was following Shea on Twitter the other night, and he said, I've never seen a team 17 down with a crowd more fired up. And they got it down to mm-hmm. three, four, yep. and lost by five or six. Reminded me of listening to Ed on Northwestern calls. <laughs> that place was exploding. Go. Ohio State, 62, Wisconsin, 47. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the way it is. Uh, goodbye, Greg Gard. All right, go ahead. What else do you have? All right, well, the the rumor mill is making it sound less and less likely. Ryan Poles and the Bears are going to go on a shopping spree this offseason. And the latest smoke seems to link them to 49ers right tackle Mike McGlinchey. Shot or no shot? The Bears going after McGlinchey over Orlando Brown signals they believe Braxton Jones is the future at left tackle. I I think that's a shot. But here's where Waddle turned me around the other day during spring trading. He says, yes, you do have a lot of money 
in, in cap space cap. Mm-hmm. But you have to spend it on something viable, something tangible where you say if it's Orlando Brown or if it's McGlinchey, whatever. You've got to spend it on something that can help you right away. You just don't just pocket the money. Even though you're not ready to win now, start building some blocks around protection for Justin Fields. There's also a salary floor. You couldn't, and they're not going to, but I'm saying you could not just roll all the money. Nah, we're going to take another year. You can't do that. There is a floor. I would fully expect they're going to spend in total commitments. That's between extensions and the draft and free agency, north of $150 million. Mm-hmm. I don't mean in yearly salary, total commitments. Yep. Well, to be also, the floor is not, there's not a physical number on it. You have to spend 95% of your cap over a four year rolling period. Correct. I think they're going to spend a significant amount of money to upgrade the defensive line, the offensive line. The wide receiver room. They can't always get around this, too, by just filling it out with one-year deals. Yeah, well, right. Right. And, and Well, they'll do some of that because you got to fill out that, that, that defensive line. But I do think he's going to find, whether that's the kid in Denver, Draymond Jones, mm-hmm. defensive lineman, or McGlinchey, or Orlando Brown, there's going to be some big expenditure that when we come in Monday morning and everyone's starting their week with us, Well, overnight, the Bears did that because the legal tampering period starts at 12.01 Sunday night. So based on what Ryan Poles told us in Indianapolis with uh, Braxton Jones, he seems very high of the young man. Right. And and, kind of didn't admit, but I think he agreed with us of the versatility of what Jones could bring. Is that fair to say? Yes. And I was talking. So Braxton is staying in town to train. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was uh, my friend Daniel Greenberg oh. had a picture online yesterday. I highly recommend. He's a good follow on Twitter, too. I f- highly recommend you go back and look at this picture. It's a Pilates class mm-hmm. in the northern suburbs. And there's Braxton Jones, Jatir Carter, the backup offensive lineman, young kid, and Tevin Jenkins all doing Pilates together. And someone who is training him who's a friend of mine, said, let me tell you about Braxton Jones. Got to get stronger. A lot. Needs a stronger base. He's one of the smarter offensive linemen I've been around. You teach him a technique, he doesn't need a second reminder. Mm -hmm. No, Braxton, don't do it this way. Do it this way. Whatever the exercise is, he gets it. Daniel Greenberg Greenberg also quoted you saying that that's a very high-quality Pilates class. I didn't say that. Well, he, he quit, well, I mean, he aggregated that. I mean, he's, it's already out there. Wow. He said that you gave it five stars. Because you said it, and Daniel, Daniel Greenberg is going to say that you said it, so he's going to put it out to there. at the cap, man. Yeah. It's a high-quality Pilates class. Four and a half stars. Ryan Poles feels very good about Braxton Jones and his ability. The beautiful thing about him is the intangibles are high, um, so we really don't put a ceiling on him. I think his ability to play left or right, is there. I don't think that would be an issue at all. Um, his length, his feet, his intelligence, and really seeing his confidence grow through the season. And as an offensive lineman, we usually talk to, about corners this way, but you got to have a short memory. Things are going to happen. These elite pass rushers are going to get you. There's going to be a twist that you, you miss. Um, but the short memory to come back, the next play, wash it away, and, and try to be as consistent as possible, he has that. Um, another guy that has an incredible work ethic that just keeps putting the time in to get better. And it, it was a really cool process to see him come in from rookie minicamp and then finish the whole season. I think he played every single snap. So um, we have high expectations for him moving forward. Thank you, Jay Moore. Shay. All right, boys. Uh, there's another quarterback who's been heaped onto the NFL rumor pile as quarterback movement dominates this offseason for the second straight year. A former general manager, Mike Lombardi, suggested that the Rams are, quote, trying to trade Matthew Stafford. A Rams general manager, Les Snead, has since said that Stafford is a pillar of their team, but he said similar things about Jared Goff a couple years ago, and we know how that ended. Mm -hmm. So, shot or no shot, my question is a little different. With all the quarterback movement and rumor milling, the NFL offseason has become the most exciting in sports. I mean, it's so funny. You can talk about the NFL every single day, and some shows do. Right. Colin Cowherd. Right. Oh! 
Oh, this is the herd. Call uh, Hammer and Rizzo. <laughs> you can talk about it every day. But the difference between the NFL and the NBA is it's the rumor and innuendo and the passive aggressiveness online on social media mm-hmm. between team and player, between player and player. People are into that, right? So the NFL is interesting in that regard, yes. So I would say a slight shot to that, but I also would like to point this out. It was Les Snead, the owner of the Rams. Mm-hmm. No, he's the GM of the Rams. GM of the Rams. Yeah. GM of the Rams. You know what he did? He has had a nice slumber cap. He was fast asleep, and all of a sudden, you know who came into his room? Snead, are you up? Uh, who is this? <laughs> it's the devil. <laughs> Snead. What if I told you you could win the Super Bowl, but then your team would be the craps? It'll be in the crapper for the next 10 years. Would you take it? Would you take it? I can get you the Super Bowl right now with Matt Stafford as your quarterback. Would you take it? New stadium, and you'll never win again. Uh, yes, I'll do it. Okay, we'll grant your wish. Boom! Super Bowl nobody cared about. And now look at your team. Horrible. In, in, sh- in shambles. And Jalen Ramsey reportedly is going to be dealt so they can get some draft picks back because they don't have any left. Yep. That's when you roll the dice, man. Would you like a Super Bowl and then never win again? Um, yes. You think the Lions are sitting up there going, I can't believe we got this year's number one from the Rams and they're horrible. But understand the deal that had to be made, though. Like the Rams in that new stadium. Cap, yeah, but in that new stadium. That's done now. You mortgage everything. They did. Everything for that Super Bowl. And now what? Starting over. <laughs> All right, Shay. Give us one more if you could slide one in, please. All right, boys. Uh, daylight savings time will start this weekend. Sunday morning, very early in the morning, we will spring forward one hour. Shot or no shot? We should spring forward and stay there. That would be my platform. Absolutely. That's a shot. What's wrong with that? I got no issues with that. Just just keep the time the way it is. Whatever the time is, lock it in. Can we lock in the temperature in the middle of July, too? I think we have. A nice winter. We did have a... It's <laughs> a question for Tracy Butler. But, yeah, I think we're getting close. I would agree with that. I'm fine. Like, when we spring forward this time, Saturday night, don't forget, Cap, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Yep. That's it. Lock it in. Lock it It'll in. It'll never change again. I got no problem with that. What about you? Would that be your platform? I would be... Absolutely good with that. Guys, look, you know me. You know me. I'm here. I, uh, I'm going to take care of the time for you. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> I, I said, that's, seriously, Cap, that would be my platform. No yeah. more uh, daylight saving time. Now, this was brought about, as you well know, because you worked at GN, so you know all about the farm. This all came from farmers, right? Yes. Thanks, Max Armstrong. Well, tell us about that. Yeah, because I'm just guess you were right there. You were in the newsroom. What did Max say about the farmers in the daylight savings time? Well, it had something to do with the planting and then the harvesting of the crops. Mm-hmm. So they could work in light. Mm-hmm. So. If you lock in the time, will it still be the same? Can they still work in the light? You worked there. Come on. Did you have a rapport with Max Armstrong? Well, I had the a soybean. rapport with him. Yeah, with him and Orion Samuels. Yeah. Did yeah, you? I, I didn't really pay attention. Ah! in the same room. <laughs> Just get over your report. We got sports next. Jeez. Ten minutes on this? Pork bellies, 227. 1,800 cattle, 1,500 head of hog. Yeah, like, what? And, and you're sitting there just, can I get to the cup score? Correct. Max, there's a break in the, in the middle of this? Christ. <laughs> That's exactly what would go through my mind. Wait a minute. You get two minutes for that nonsensical report and then a break and two more minutes? Sports is way more important. Around the NFL is next. Don't forget we got Rick Hahn coming up at 9 o'clock. All part of the mix of the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show. Welcome back to Cap and J. Hood Experience. Weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean... What's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Uh, It's time to go around.
National Football League right here on Chicago's home for sports ESPN 1000. We'll hear from Courtney Cronin on the Bears in the NFL at 835. Right now, we've got a lot to get around the NFL with. Here's Shay Norley. Shay? Yeah, let's start with the overtures being made by the New York Jets to land Aaron Rodgers. Cornerback uh, Sauce Gardner, the defensive rookie of the year and one of the best defensive players in football last year, picked off Aaron Rodgers in the game that was at Lambeau last season where the Jets won. He got an interception and he infamously wore a cheese head on his way out of the stadium. Mm -hmm. In an overture, a plea to bring Aaron Rodgers to New York, Sauce Gardner posted a video on YouTube of him burning said cheese head while his teammates watched. Yeah, so I just watched the video. It's Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. They made a pitch. Come on, man. Come to New York and play with us. And then he, he takes the cheese head. First of all, his house looks sweet with the swimming pool in the mm-hmm. backyard, the whole deal. And then they have like a uh, fire pit. And he drops it in, and that cheese head just is engulfed in flames. It's awesome. Why don't we have that kind of fun with our teams? Well, you know, a lot of our our team, well, and the Bears, they're just young. Don't know how to have fun yet. They haven't won. None of our teams have fun like that. So they're trying to, is that exercising the cheese when you burn it like that? What is That's that? That's a great way to put it. Exercising the exercising? exorcism. Yeah. Exercising the cheese to get him to. That, is that how an exorcism works? Like, I don't remember them lighting the girl on fire in the exorcist. Did they? Well, we got rid of her, right? Well, you got to get rid of the demon, but what I don't know the if they light the, somebody on fire. the name of the actress fire? in that movie? I don't know. What was her name, Snorling? I don't remember. God, that was a famous movie. What? Linda Blair. Well, I think it still is a famous movie. Yes. Can't wait till they remake that one. <laughs> I think I'm good. (laughs) Speaking of remakes, uh, Scott Zolak, longtime play-by-play analyst on the radio side for the New England Patriots. Yeah. He uh, came out yesterday and said, hey, all that smoke about Tom Brady to Miami, it's real. Speaking of remakes. Wow. Hoodie. Cap. How many times we've seen sequels that were just okay? I feel like that was last year's return from retirement for Tom Brady. It was the mediocre sequel. How often do you follow up the mediocre sequel with a really good threequel? I don't think it happens much. Police Academy? Maybe. Rambo. (laughs) Rocky? Rocky. Rocky 3? Die Hard? Yeah. But but after that, not many. Not many. (laughs) Uh, I do not think he's playing again. But what if he does? But what if he does? Then he becomes a cartoon character. He completely soils his legacy. It is ridiculous to me to even think that he's even around. But see, here's what I think the door is ajar. So why don't you just go right in the booth like Romo did? Why are you taking a year off? To heal? To get ready for broadcasting? Supposedly, people said it was prep. Then there was the story that he was taking the year off to do the um, John Hughes boombox move with Giselle. Yes. Then there uh, was the... Saying that he's just like taking a year off. I have always believed taking the gap year was an inc- a sign that he's leaving the door open to play football again. The door is ajar for him to return because otherwise, Cap, you have t- you've, you're done playing, right? So what's next? You want to be closer to the game, don't you? Okay, then why? Tell me why you take that time on the beach to say. I'm going to get right to it. We have it in the system. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get right to it. This time it's for good. I'm gone. Yep. I'm done. And he got emotional. That's all just awfulness. I mean, we, we see this in the UFC today. We saw that in boxing many, many years ago. But he's Tom Brady. Like, he's got the best diet. He's got this amazing, you know, way he takes care of his body. He, he sleeps no in wife. certain gear. <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah, that's right. He's a single man. That's right. He could live it up. No wife, no life. No, yeah, pretty much. But yet you want to. But see, the thing is, you know what this means, Cap? He's human too, and he has needs too. Oh, he's perfect. Look at that face. Look at that body. Look at the discipline. Look, he's a great football player. But he's still human too, and he has a hole in his life. You think, oh, he could fill that hole with just women. Well, he maybe did. that's not his thing. What women? 
No, to just be oh. out there with a bunch of women. Maybe he wants a relationship and all that. I don't know what. I don't know Tom Brady. You know what fills the bill? Football. It does. That's his love. You, Football you, is his maiden. I mean, look how look how difficult it was for Brett Favre to finally turn the valve off. He couldn't shut the water off. He kept. We kept. We went through this. Vikings, Jets, and still, even after the Jets experience, I think I might want to come back. Out! Get out, Favre! You don't have it anymore. It took him a long time to actually look in the mirror and say, I can't play anymore. I, Same thing with Brady. You would think, so perfect. Look at him. He's got the, what? He's got two women in his life. Cap. Nothing fills the bill like football. It, it's for him. He becomes a punchline if. If he comes back now, like you didn't have to have the tearful thing on the sand on the beach in Florida. Just say, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do. I just, we just got knocked out. I'm a free agent. Let me just catch my breath here. Same thing with Philip Rivers. That door is still ajar because the money's so great. That's why he's got nine kids. Yeah, he's got nine kids and a wife. He didn't want to go back to that. <laughs> right. but, but football does the job for He's him. in the van taking the kids. And, uh, okay, I can't do this. Yeah. There are guys like that. Some can just be like like a Barry Sanders, like, all right, that's enough. All right, I've had enough. I'm tired of losing. That's enough. But for some people, they can't turn it off. You would think the, the smooth transition would be Brady retires right to the right to the booth. Taking a year off? Why do you need a gap year? In your red shirt year to be a broadcaster well, with all that money waiting for you at Fox? Well, as someone who did go through a divorce many, many, many years ago, I've been with Mindy for 24 years. Yeah. Uh, when you do go through it, it is a totally different way of life. Like, it sucks going through it. You come out on the other side. I, I understand his kids are younger, they're in school. He's like, you know what? I'm going to get a place in Florida. The kids are down here, Giselle's down there. They're amicable, and I'm going to be dad for this football season. I'll do my biz, my Brady business and TV 12 and all that, and then I'm going to go back and work on TV. Come back and play again after the tearful thing on the sand? Now you become a clown. I understand that, Cap. I get it. And keep in mind, during that year before we got to Mindy, that those lights were on and off like a cheap motel. Just telling you, people knew when you were at home. Big sign up over over the crib. Cap when Cap land. Yeah. yeah, the big sign. The big he had a big like motel vacancy <laughs> sign at the end of his driveway. Hey, look out! There we go. Cap land. Cap land. Cap. People who are out there listening have gone through a door. It's not a fun time to go through. It's not. It's but not. isn't that like you've said? You dove into your career. Couldn't he be diving into football? He dove into more than that. Well, all right. Wow. <laughs> huh? Wow. What else do you have? Cap, Len, big cheap motel sign up there. Vacancy. <laughs> <laughs> Every other night, no vacancy. No vacancy. I'm going to come uh, home there. My wife's going to be like, okay, who? Okay. <laughs> how, how long you got, honey? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Odell Beckham's workout scheduled for today. He is working out to obviously land himself a spot on another team. The Giants, his old team, are present at the OBJ workout. Mm, what do you think? <laughs> the OBJ workout. Should the Bears be there? No, really no, is the question. no, absolutely not. No, no, no. First of all, why would if he wanted no. to come here, then I'd be like, he's got issues. He's not. They're not ready to win. He wants to go somewhere tailor-made. Drop him in. Cap, it's the perfect bear during this kind of quiet time for the Bears. Bring him in. Like, why would the Denver Broncos not be interested? Yep. You got Russell Wilson. You got Sean Payton. You're trying to win. Why would the Steelers not be interested? Why would the Giants not be interested? Bears. Why would the Chiefs not be interested? Bears. No. Get some excitement in here. No I know, shot. I know one thing. You bring OBJ in and he gets hot. He gets you away from the top five pick next year. All of a sudden he gets hot. Now you start winning some games. Stop! Stop winning! Wow. <laughs> That's good. They should win games. <laughs> yeah, but the people will be rooting for like a top three draft pick and OBJ gets hot and, and a, a one-year contract. Look out! Look out, Cap. Here we come. OBJ. 
If you're close, just drop him in. You don't have to play him every snap. Just drop him in. He's not going to be a problem. That's the thing that's really underreported. When he's with the Giants, not really an issue. Like if you're Vegas, have him and Devontae Adams. Sure. Pretty good too, sir. Sure. On the Chiefs. Okay, I'm letting McCall Hardman leave. Rumor is he's going to the Bears. And now I'm upgrading, and I got a healthy OBJ. Let's go. Don't forget, we got Rick Hahn, the general manager for the White Sox, coming up in a half hour from now. But coming up next, more on the Bears in the NFL with Courtney Cronin right here on ESPN 1000, also on 100.3 FM HD2. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Captain Jay Hood. Good morning, Chicago. ILL. Illinois was eliminated from the Big Ten tournament last night with a 76-73 loss to Penn State, their third time being beaten uh, by the Nittany Lions this season. Former White Sox pitcher Carlos Rodon, who signed a $162 million deal with the Yankees last offseason, was placed on the injury list uh, yesterday with a forearm strain. Northwestern will start their chase for the Big Ten title today as a two-seed in the conference tournament. They will take on Penn State tonight at the United Center at 5.30. Also, a crushing loss cap for DePaul yesterday. They won the first game of the Big East tournament against Seton Hall. Second game, not so much. Gave it away. So that'll be the end for DePaul. Right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Keep your beak out of this. Courtney Cronin, National Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN. I think you have to temper expectations if you are a Bears fan, just given everything that this team had to kind of undo. Breaking down the Bears and the latest NFL storylines. Team transcendent quarterback Ross is not this guy. You know, he's very legacy conscious. He wanted to go to Denver and build something and win a Super Bowl there. Courtney Cronin with Kevin J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Captain Jay, good morning show here on ESPN 1000 and uh, streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Let's go now to the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Say hello to Courtney Cronin, who covers the Chicago Bears like a blanket for ESPN and ESPN.com. You can also hear her Sundays, uh, Sunday mornings here on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Courtney. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm good. How are you? What's up? Double seat. Let's give the, the what uh, we talked about earlier this morning, Cap, the possibility of Ryan Poles doing something, maybe kicking the can down the road. So I was doing a lot of reconnaissance yesterday, Courtney, whether it was reading, talking to people on the phone, texting, and they said, look, he's going to spend significant money in free agency. There's a floor he wants to get to. He is going to add to the O&D line. He'll probably get a receiver. But when he makes these blockbuster trades, whether it's, one trade back or three trades or two trades. He wants capital in 24 and 25. He's not hell-bent. i got to get this thing fixed in 2023. And we asked the question, are fans okay with that if he's, I wouldn't call it slow playing it, he's building it the right way and he wants to make sure the next two draft classes also have a huge amount of Bears draft capital. You agree with that? Yeah, I think it's the right strategy. I mean, use Detroit as an example. Like, specifically, you know, what Hoodie was saying about building the offensive line and the defensive line. Now, the Lions started that in 2016, and they kept building year after year, spending a high draft pick or two on the offensive line, and they have one of the better pass-blocking units in the NFL because of that. So I think it's a smart approach for Ryan Poles to not, you're right. It's not slow. It's not slow playing it. It's being very deliberate about it because that's what leads to from three wins to maybe eight wins, and maybe eight wins to 11 wins and being in a place where you can consistently have a roster that doesn't have turnover. And you're not worrying about what about this position every year? Is it going to be a rotating door? Are they going to have to worry about having to cut somebody because of the cap number that gets too high? Like you want to do it in a way that, allows you to have the, your core players that you can build around and having that same core there for the next five, six years. I mean, that's the ideal scenario for doing it. 
and what is required like in the in the process of doing that is being judicious about not trying to go all in for one year but building things in a in a smart way where you're not overspending and you're not just taking on big contracts because you have a lot of cap space and can do it you're taking on contracts you actually want to with veterans that you might be signing in free agency when there's change in the division it does matter to the bears and there's still speculation out there even though it's cooled a little bit regarding aaron Rodgers. so courtney if you're aaron Rodgers, what would you do retire frankly i think he has made a lot of money and i would go do jeopardy or i'd go to another darkness retreat or do something else but i think he's honestly you know in this spot right now and all the reporting that's been done about the jets and their meeting with him earlier in the week i feel like things are trending in that direction but because it's aaron we can't go ahead and go all in and say yeah it's a foregone conclusion he's going to be gone and be a Jets quarterback next year. But I think for him, the chance to go and be the savior of this team, this team has had quarterback futility, frankly, as long as the Bears have, the Jets. And so like to be the guy that can take a young core where you have the offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, and take that group to the next level, that's incredible for his legacy. He, you know, If he wins, let's say, like you know, project this thing out and he wins a Super Bowl, it's him and Patrick Mahomes as the only active quarterbacks with two. So I think he's in a great spot to do that. And frankly, I think the Green Bay Packers want to move on. I know that it's tough after 30 years of stability, which teams just don't have at the quarterback position. But they drafted Jordan Love for a reason. Brian Gutekunst's comments last week were not just filler. I think he truly believes that he can play. And you go from last year, the conversation is they can't do this without Aaron, to this year, they have to do this without Aaron because it's time to move on. Yeah, I I don't concur with you that he should retire, that if you were him, you would retire. He loves playing football. And as Jason Wilde, our teammate, said to us the other day when Carmen and I were on in the afternoons, he believes Aaron, when he's a motivated Aaron who wants to prove all his critics right, they're going to get the single best version of Aaron Rodgers. I already bet the Jets to win the Super Bowl at 28-1. to Wow. Not saying it's going to happen, but I think they're going to be a hell of a football team, Courtney. I think it's a really cool story to watch. No, it is. I mean, I, w- I think retirement, I mean, he's almost 40 years old. He doesn't have that much more left to prove unless he thinks he can go win a Super Bowl. And you probably would be, probably have like top five odds of any team in the AFC. But let's not forget that division is pretty loaded right now is he the best quarterback in the afc east when he goes there if he's healthy yes i don't know if you can say that i don't know if you can say that behind josh allen and where the bills are right now and who knows what's going to happen this year with tua and miami certainly the the other team in the division with the patriots i think that's a pretty foregone conclusion where they're at but it's it's a new challenge for sure and it's somebody if he's motivated to do it because i just feel like he's lost that you know, lost the competitive vibe that made him so great the last couple of years, and maybe he's a little jaded with his football mortality at the moment. So going somewhere else, if you can put him in a situation where he can, you feed into the ego in a way, and you say, you are a savior, come help us win a Super Bowl, then maybe you do get the best version of him. Is it going to be MVP version of Aaron? I hope so, because he's won it four times. I'd love to see him win a fifth. And frankly, I think everybody in the NFC North can get behind that if he's not doing it in the division. You know, we're still trying to figure out, and by the way, Cap, once again, your heart speaking when it comes to taking the Jets of all teams and then putting Aaron Rodgers. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes, I get that. But here's a guy here, Courtney, that's been uh, spurned by the Bills, and so he's going to turn his back on Buffalo after two years they had him in the Super Bowl. Now you're going to turn your back on Josh Josh Allen. That's all that is. I didn't turn my back on him. I just think the Jets have a roster, Courtney, filled with first and second round picks of their own. They got the defensive rookie of the year, the, uh, the offensive rookie of the year, and you're dropping a motivated Hall of Fame quarterback in there? Let's go. Well, the last part you don't know. But you do know that Josh Allen has the arrow pointing up. You're just mad because last couple of years they haven't gotten to the mountaintop. So now you've turned your back on them. Because if that's a gift, because if it wasn't the case, bet them on it again. Say again, they're going to get to the Super Bowl and win it. Put another ticket out there. I might. You won't. Jets. Seriously? Jets. J-E-T-S. Yeah. Jets, Jets, just, Jets. Just, Let's go. Just, you know what? Just hand me your money. It's just, it's more simpler that way. Courtney, plus 10,000. Bet 100 to win 10 grand. Jets. Jets, Lions, Super Bowl. 
Jets Lions Super Bowl. Yep. I mean, I don't know what dimension we're living in now, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <Wait a minute. laughs> that's uh, I wouldn't make that bet. I, I mean, I know that I know what the odds Crazy. just spelled out right there. I would not make that bet. But oh, if you want to make wait. that bet and you somehow win, Cap, I will give you all the credit in the world. I'll even buy lunch whenever you decide you're going to do that. Perfect. Again, let's talk a little bit about the Bears cap space. And so Cap and I are just speculating on exactly, you know, at 12.01, kind of like how Lovey Smith went up to, it was at Julius Pepper's house. Is that what he went to? <laughs> he did. He went, knocked on the door, 11.01, let us in. Who's there? It's Coach Smith and Jerry Angela, let us in. Yeah, and, and they came in the door and then they signed him right on the spot. I wonder, is that something that Ryan Poles looks at? We so, focus so much on the draft. But, Courtney, I am concerned about what the Bears are going to spend on free agency because there's this push and pull of, when are you ready to win? Do you get a, a difference maker on the defensive line, offensive line? Will we get a 12-0-1 signing? I wonder who he covets. That's the whole thing I'm wondering about. Yeah, I think you can look at the natural ties that are out there for some of the free agents. I mean, you saw McCole Hardiman's tweet yesterday where he tagged Justin Fields in it. He's a free agent. Who knows? I mean, there's the Kansas City tie there. There's a the Kansas City tie to Orlando Brown. And I, it, you don't have to wait until Wednesday. I mean, of course, that's when the, the signings become official. I mean, think about what happened last year. Monday was a very active day for the Bears when they you know, agreed to terms. With Larry Ogunjobi, I imagine by the end of Monday night, we'll have at least news of like one or two free agents that are planning to sign with Chicago when the new league year starts. Because you have to remember what happened last year. When they, saw, when they thought they were signing Ogunjobi, they let all of free agency in the early wave pass them by, and they passed up on a lot of free agents. And I think that that was something Ryan Poles, you know, regrets. And of course, like you can look back in hindsight and, and say one thing or another about the Larry Ogunjobi trade saying whether they should have done it or not and should have, you know, not overpaid for somebody who was coming off a major surgery. But I think that that's stick that's stuck with Ryan Poles and they don't want to be in that spot this year where they're having to look at other teams and say, man, we wish we would have been more active in trying to get this guy, or we wish we would have given this player a bigger offer to have him agree to sign with us on Wednesday, I think they're going to be really active on Monday and Tuesday in trying to get some of these deals done. So by the end of the week, when we have, you know, the press conference, most times they typically do when the first wave of free agency goes by it, they've got a couple new pieces on this roster and ones that you can be really happy with knowing that you can now change your priorities or alter your priorities going into the draft. As always, Courtney, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. Take care. Have fun. It is Courtney Cronin, who covers the Bears for ESPN, with us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Cumbersome. Don't worry, call the CarX Oscar picks with snorling. And don't forget, we have Rick Hahn, the general manager of the White Sox. When is the Oscars? Uh, coming up next on Captain J. Hood.